Hello, welcome to Misadventures, a Gloomhaven podcast brought to you by Gamer Public Radio. This special series contains spoilers for the Capital Intrigue Community Expedition. This series also contains spoilers for class number eight, class number nine, and class number 17. Please enjoy responsibly. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Misadventures. Good to have you back with us once again. Uh, this is week six of this City Intrigue scenarios. And uh, yeah, we're playing Peer Pressure tonight. And uh, real quick around the around the room here, I'm Casey. I'm playing Sirach and Seagram, the Beast Tyrant. I'm Garrett. I'm playing Lord McRear, the Quartermaster. Hey, this is Skip. I'm playing Genevieve Ballcrusher, the Human Summoner. And I'm Steve. I'm playing as the Brute Clardic Fug. So, uh, how did we get into this mess? Um, we decided to chase down the guy who sold us a shady dagger and then went to turn him into the guards. Mm-hmm. And then surprisingly, the guard was like, yeah, let's get to the bottom of this, not throw you all in jail because you just escaped prison and killed every all my friends. Uh, so that was good of him. He wasn't friends with like the, the prison guards. Probably not. This is, no, this is like a city cop kind of thing. So, um, anywho, he was all cool with like, hey, let's get to the bottom of this. But his boss is like, hey, I'm a shady bad guy working with the bad people. And Here's some I'm going to... I'm going to like sentence you to prison because you brought them in here to be questioned instead of just throwing them all back in the brig. I don't know. It was kind of a weird thing, but um, so the situation here is miles has a silver tongue. So he's trying to work people over. Unfortunately, the guards have an infinite, infinite supply of hounds at their disposal, which why is this city in such bad shape if that's the case? Yeah. Well, you know, I like to imagine too, they're just showing up in the scenario through doggy doors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> uh, I just thought about this. You know, this is week six. It doesn't feel like we've been doing this for six weeks. But also, that means he's got to try to wrap this whole storyline up in the next four episodes. That's he's already got it planned out. It'll be fine. I'm sure he does. But like, huh. Um, so, I mean, this whole setup was kind of interesting, right? Because you've, you're getting attacked by all the guards and then hounds are slowly spawning in around you. But then Miles can go talk to the guards and he like puts his stun token on them once he starts talking to them. And after three rounds of talking to them, they convert to your side, which is kind of cool. Um, the downside is there's like eight of these guys. And so to be able to get all of them on your side would be 24 turns. And we're dealing um, with and, hounds like every round. Yeah, which doesn't seem too bad at the beginning. and But by the time they're spawning three around, it's pretty rough. Yeah. Um, and, but the scenario ends once all guards are either converted or dead or a mixture of the two. Once there's no and, more enemy guards is how they right. press. And there is an incentive to letting the guards uh, be converted aside from the fact that they'll fight with you. Uh, and that is sweet. you get experience points per guard. Sweet, sweet XP. A, yeah. a city guard is worth five experience points alive. Mm-hmm. So I wish we could yeah, have converted could have. one more. I would have had a level. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I was like two points off. Now, I do want to go ahead and say that from the start, I was like, hey, we should just kill all these guys. This looks terrible. Uh, it, but but we had a plan because I could be there, useful there in this scenario and I was going to I was going to try. Um, so we found a way to cheese this because uh, Beast Tyrant. Um <laughs> So he Miles starts to talk to them, and that that stuns them. So they're not that's basically so they're not attacking Miles while he talks. But I can swap the position of 
enemies, right? And these and guards so we are would let Miles, enemies at first. Yeah, and, until they're fully converted. So we would let Miles talk to a guy for one round, stun him, and then swap the stun guy with an, another guy. He would talk to them, stun them, and then we would swap as often as possible. Um, that was working pretty good for a little while. But then we needed friends like to soak up hound attacks, so we needed to let him kind of focus in on that. Very quickly, like at the beginning, when you're just spawning a hound here and there, you know, they're a quick kill, it's no big deal. But when you're throwing out like three, four, five around, mm-hmm. it starts to really get overwhelming. And they had uh, retaliate on this round, I believe, right? Yes. And that was yeah. that was painful. Which also made our guard friends that we did manage to convert less effective because now they're like, yeah, I'll go fight these dogs for you. Oh, wait, they're just going through my shield and killing me. So Yeah, and then we don't get the experience points for them because it's not converting them. It's them alive at the end of the scenario. Yep. Yeah, so that's... So, sounds- like, the, the rough game plan was um, the brute went up top to deal with the hounds spawning out of, I guess, spot B. Mm-hmm. Um, I eventually went up there as well because there were some archers that were... You were taking, doing a good job taking care of the hounds, but there were some archers in the back giving you some trouble. So I moved up there to help with those, to like disarm them and stuff while we could get swaps out on them. Yep. Uh, Garrett, where were you at? So I hung out at spawn for probably the first five rounds um, because we knew on top from the top this was going to take 20-something turns to convert every single guard, right? Yeah. Uh, and so I didn't move at all. And while everything was still easy going, I was just playing my little trick to where I'd play two cards, get my potion back, get those two cards back, play two cards. And I just kept doing that so that, you know, I had, you know, five more turns in me than everybody else when shit started to hit the fan. Which it yeah, did. And then, and then Skip, you were kind of focused on protecting Miles in the middle for the most part. Is that right? Uh, at the beginning, I think... I think I initially started out, yeah, uh, just going over there, but it turned into like I had to drop almost every summon I had just to, <laughs> you know, fend off these wolves more than once because one of my big summons, it's the, it's either summon the, the, the big guy or whatever. I can't remember which one it is or get back four lost cards. And I ended up having to get back four lost cards because I realized yeah. we were not going to get anywhere close. And uh, it, so I think I ended up summoning like at least four different times. And two of them were the two wolves, which was really nice. Mm. Yeah. Um, eventually, my bear died, which is real sad because he was doing a good job holding up the wolves up top. Yeah. Then I was like, I'll summon Thomas. Well, Thomas gets hit. Like the wolves kept going. I was like, I- I've got Thomas out. I can shield him. I can heal him. And I'm going on a 20. Yep. Well, everything in the map went before a 20 and then hurt Thomas real bad. And then Thomas attacked a wolf or a hound before I got to go to heal him. And then he retaliated himself to death. And that was real sad. Too. <laughs> Cause, Cause those wolves, wolves have to craft initiative. Yeah. yeah they, they were on a, like yeah. a six or something ridiculous. But yeah, I was, uh, I was taking a hell of a lot of damage from wolf retaliate damage as well as the archers before we could get them stunned out. And I had to pitch a number of cards during the session and yeah. ended up at like one health when we started spawning double wolves. Yeah. It was uh, it was not a great time for me. No, I tried to help out, but like I don't have a ton of hit points either. Yep. Yeah, I and only have one healing card, and I, I kept trying to get you within range to do that, and that was very difficult. Yeah, we did get one archer converted near us, so that was useful because he started attacking wolves. Uh, it took a little bit of the pressure off, but they just for like a turn or two. 
Yeah. Yeah. But I also moved up there at that point and, you know, tried to throw some healing your way and get in and start actually doing some fighting finally. That was when I, you know, engaged. You kept me in for another like five turns because of that. So, yeah. Yeah. But the writing was on the wall. Like we had two guys converted, I think. Um, One of the guy who had already died and a lot of guys stunned, but there's, I mean, six hounds on the board every turn at this point. There's no way we were going to convert the rest of them. No. No. And so we so, went to plan B. Yeah. Garrett was like, so what do we have to do to actually win this? And we're like, well, you got to kill some people. So basically we killed some of the guards and then that freed Miles up to go convert the rest. I think we ended with three guards converted and the rest dead. Yeah. I think we converted four guards, but one died. Yes, and so, yeah, we true. ended up with three at the end. But, I mean, that was, what, around turn 13, 14. So we were, you know, we were coming in hot you know, Steve had already burned out because he'd had to pitch cards. You had burned out. I think Skip had one turn left in him. Um, yep, yep. And since I was quartermastering, I had, you know, like almost as all my cards still. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, uh, it was a rougher scenario. It kind I mean, like by our own choice uh, kind of thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it's weird. It, it, it was rough because we let it get rough and then we decided we didn't want it to be rough anymore and we won. So, it was just a well, like we picked the hard route. If we had just gone after guards, yeah, I'm pretty sure we could have done that stun lock thing and just killed them as they were stunned. Sure, yeah, we could have done that, but, but you know, we were trying at least. Yeah, we were trying. We're you know, we tried to save as many as we could, mainly because of the sweet sweet XP. Um, but it just, I mean, it, it's uh, it's just really it's going to be nearly impossible to to get more than like four i would think so yeah. i don't know i'm a little disappointed never got that. Think... a poll kind of asking how many everyone got because i would have liked to have seen how the rest of the community kind of did with that yeah yeah um, it's it's a possibility we just didn't have the right party makeup like maybe certain classes working together would have yeah. nailed this we well, never got the I mean, chance either did we no we did not uh, no, no we did not i think that's kind of a running theme though of us not having the right party makeup just kind of period i don't know it seems to be well we also don't have a every... structured party i mean we have a we drew them out yeah. of a hat so that's just going to come with yeah. the territory but you know that's if anything it's making everything harder and we're still you know for the most part surviving so that's good i mean i mean it speaks to like we did a decent job kind of calling when we had to shift strategies, because if we had waited another turn or two, maybe we wouldn't have been able to finish yeah. it all. Yes, it's forcing us to play really carefully, and I do enjoy that. You know, in our main campaign, we've kind of gotten strong enough that we are a lot more confident, right? We're good with our comp, and, and things roll a little bit better. So this is a nice change. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now we've got a city event. What was the actually? What was the vote option? Was there a- before this? Was there a vote option before this, like right after the... There was, the this... vote option right after this was if we wanted to help Miles... I'm sorry, if we wanted to run away from the city or... Or stay, stay and help Miles fight. fight. Exactly. Oh, yeah, and I was like, let's run. Like, what? What? Like we've these people have been trying to kill us for multiple scenarios now while we're staying here, but the party is... Are you just like role-playing since you're a Vermling? Or... Man, <laughs> I mean, I'm not the only one that wanted to vote that way. Well, yeah, like, and he, come on. You know, know. The option was to run away to Gloomhaven. Um, and that's kind of the devil we know at least, right? Uh, but the community didn't go that what? way, unsurprisingly. And so we well, ended up staying. I kind of feel like the stay and fight is like the most generic 
fantasy trope you know like it's it's not real interesting to me like yeah we can do that because we're the we're these ragtag heroes but like what happens if we don't you know yeah no i yeah it's something more interesting we're not heroes we're not right it's not like the scenario is going to end after scenario six because we chose to run away so what happens now amazing how amazing would it have been though if he's like oh okay well you're done. You know, they did that in uh, Cave Story. There's right. a part in the game where it's like, if you jump out now, you can save yourself, but we won't get the girl and you can escape. And it's like, cool, you got the shitty ending. Nice. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I would I would laugh. That would be amazing. That kind of brings us to the city event, too, where we have the option of, all right, so we're staying in the city. Do we go with Kajin and go to his, like, smuggler's den base? and hold out there while the Sinral try to hunt us down? Or do we go with miles and like try to protect like he thinks the center are going to target his families. And so now we're just going to fight them out in the open. I don't so know. It's a weird thing to assume they're going to go after the families. Like they're trying to kill yeah. us. Yeah. So they're like, unless, Oh, screw that. Unless Let's miles knows more them. about the center than he's letting on. I mean, that's possible. But anyway, like, I, I mean, I understand like Pajin's been this shady dude. We've been against the whole time, but also smuggling base sounds kind of rad. And it's not out in the open. Um, well, and we've been against him, but really, if we look at what he's done, so yeah, he he steals crap and resells it, right? And that's that's mm-hmm. maybe not the coolest thing ever. But he wasn't doing anything that he does on a normal day. We got the dagger, and things went sideways. But he's never like gone out of his way to screw us or do anything like that, right? We knew well, we were. He's also being real up front here. Yeah, he's like, bros, whatever y'all decide to do, I'm leaving. Um, you can threaten to keep me here, but I'm gonna leave. <laughs> yeah, um, because we're well, all gonna die. Yeah, I, I think the smuggling base would be more interesting. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think I raised my my comments that, like, tactically speaking, I don't think a base in the sewers is is going to be all that more defensible. Yeah, but the thing is, like, from a gameplay perspective, when I'm thinking of having to help protect the guards' families, I'm thinking of that scenario in Gloomhaven where, you know, we were having to rescue those people and mm. couldn't let them take damage and all that. And it's like, I don't really want to do that again, but I'm afraid that's kind of feel like it. Option A is the paladin option, and, like, that's just boring to me. I don't... <laughs> well, they've kind but of taken the, the community... paladin option on every single poll. Turn them into the guards, do the right thing, you know. No, they, yeah. tried, to, they tried to sneak past that one time. If... Instead of attacking the guards coming out of the prison. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, so, like, if, you, if the community could just be a little less good people, that would be awesome for the story, I think. Yeah, man, hit, hit mm. that scumbag margin. It's a lot of fun. Renegade for life. <laughs> mm. That being said, we tried to do that with our Gloomhaven group and like made it one city event for like, oh, that'd be real mean. We can't do, we can't do that. Well, that's different. (laughs) We, you know, no, it's not. Oh, well, Uh, this is still interesting. You know, I'm, I'm curious to see where this story wraps up and kind of what the plan is going to be here. And if, you know, if we're going to get more of these in the future, curious to see. It's definitely, it's definitely interesting the way the path is working and, the choices seem to be a lot more exclusive and uh, meaningful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, we don't have the big branching one from the main campaign, and that's probably why, but like that, most of these things have sort of multiple goals in every scenario is kind of neat. Well, and this is the first one that kind of had a double vote, right? Uh, and that's yeah. kind of cool. I wonder if he'll give us more of the where his thoughts were with the story in all of its branches, or if this will just be it is what it is. Uh, curious how far ahead he has it planned out. Uh, but, you know, 
something we discussed on our other podcast, Gamer Public Radio, this last Sunday. Casey, you mentioned you were doing a little something, and I think now might be a decent time to bring that up here. I mean, maybe. It's probably super early. I am starting to work on my own, uh, making my own scenarios. I'm most of the way through the first one. And uh, you were, you were, yeah, I think it'll be. You were saying that it's probably better than anything Isaac ever designed, right? I, I, I didn't say that. <laughs> no. I think that was the quote. Oh. No, I will take Matthew G. Summers on. No, it's 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 cool to kind of hop in and try that and kind of I went back. So apparently during the very first Kickstarter campaign, he had like a community design challenge for some scenarios and laid down some kind of ground rules and some guidelines. And I think that's where a lot of the Matthew G. Summers and I think there's a couple other guys in the book. I think that's where those scenarios came from. Oh, man. Are we um, shit so on some I, poor guy from the community who like made it in? That's yes. OK. Yes. Well, still fuck you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um so anyway, I've got a, cool, a couple cool ideas. It, it was kind of fun. Like I took the stuff he put on that page and then went and kind of double checked his work by pulling up some scenarios and comparing some numbers and some baselines that he's doing there. And like some scenarios, like I pick up some scenarios that stood out to me and be like, I remember this scenario being really hard at the beginning, but then we managed to pull through. And then you go look at the numbers and say, like, oh, that's why it was actually really hard at the beginning. And then he kind of pulled off the throttle a little bit here to let you recover and, and stuff like that. So that's kind of cool. And I'm trying to t- take that and convert it into a – it'll probably end up being like a – I'll probably run a 10-scenario campaign when it's all said and done, hopefully, if, assuming I get through it. But uh, definitely already finding just some challenges with uh, you know putting all the rooms together the way you like, but then making sure it – supports enough enemies but is it too much in movement and you know kind of hits the theme you're going for um there's definitely some challenges there and plus all the assets you get from the creator's kit are not scaled properly right so like you put an enemy down in the on you put the board down and it's the it's the size it is and then you put an enemy down and you need to scale it down to 45 percent of its normal height for it to fit in the hexes and then you put the little uh markers down to mark elite or whatever in the, for player four players and then you got to scale it down to 15 percent. so it's it's there's a lot of little fiddly bits to deal with but uh we'll see how it comes out i'll definitely be ready to play test the uh first one soon exciting so. well guys thanks for joining us for another bit of capital intrigue our regularly scheduled episode will be coming out this friday and we'll see you guys for episode seven of capital intrigue next wednesday You've been listening to Misadventures, a Gloomhaven podcast brought to you by Gamer Public Radio. Please join us every Friday for new episodes at misadventurespodcast.com or find us on your podcast application of choice. Music for this podcast is provided by Kevin McLeod. For more of Kevin's work, please check out incompetech.com. See you next time.